the demon. And he's been here in this house for 10 years. I mean, he goes out and stuff, but I mean, he's been living here in 10 years doing nothing, just living off his money because he's trying to get his demon back. Now, look how the boy is in a skirt, unless I'm wrong, and that's a girl. Well, let's listen to the kids speak. Let the kids speak. Sounds like a boy to me. Yeah, well, I, let me check my English English dictionary. See what the fuck they're saying. Oh, by the way, do you hear the music in the background? Right. The Rolling Stones were supposed to do this soundtrack. But the thing is, Keith Richards knew that they were up there doing sex scenes together, and he was pissed off about it. And he refused. He would not do the soundtrack. Okay. It was intended that the Rolling Stones would write the soundtrack due to the complicated nature of various relationships off screen. Huh. This never happened. That's uh, the only thing. It was rumored that Anita Pallenberg in the relationship with Keith Richards and Mick Jagger played out sexual scenes for real. When Richards heard the rumors, he apparently took to sitting in a car outside the house where the film was being shot. So right now, it could, you know, as the guy goes rolling, Keith Richards might be outside being jealous. Um, and this did not do a very healthy thing for Jagger and Richards' musical chemistry. And the soundtrack came together from another of sources. He was angry about the sex scenes, refused to play. Rye Cooter filled yeah. in. Huh. Now, there's a lot of slide guitar stuff, which was Rye Cooter's signature. and but, but Keith Richards did it all the time, too. So you can tell they were trying to be the Rolling Stones. And some of the Rolling Stones members are playing on this soundtrack. Is the late Charlie Watts on it? Um, Who is it? Probably. He was probably slapping the skin. Yeah. Listen, last open night, Mike, I did your tickle the ivories joke. Uh, I, did, I did that Peter Best, but Peter Better was horrible drummer. And I did uh, Crack in the Mirror. And uh, I forget what else, but you, I have a staff of writers, and his name is Mike Spiegelman. Hey, listen, you know what? We do comedy because we, we have to, you know? It's his passion. So if your passion is to do my jokes, that go and drive yeah. over to Mike, wait two hours and do my jokes, then, you know, that's your passion. What can I tell you? So he calls up his um, relative again, and the relative's like, good news. It's all set. It's all set. He's got the passport. He's going to get you on this ship that will sail to America. Everything is cool. The only thing is he needs a passport photo, okay? So now Chaz is going to be on a mission to get a passport photo. This movie just ratchets up the suspense. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I need a passport photo. But yeah, this, this movie called Scavenger Hunt. <laughs> now you need yourself one you get your pearly whites all polished because you got to do a picture, right? <laughs> Everything looks so cool. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you, we were talking about how generations get envious of previous generations. But yep. it looks, I mean, it doesn't look like great living, but it looks great. 
you know, yeah, like you're like you should love the '80s, Carl. Stop fantasizing, wishing you were born in the you know lived through the '60s. The '80s was your time. There was no Devo in the '60s. There was no B-52s. Right. Yeah. What about the B-50? What about your uh, your love for the B-52s? Here's two George Harrisons walking through the door. Oh yeah, look at that. That's George Harrison twins. Hello, I'm George. I'm Harrison. But George Harrison produced a lot of movies. He had a, a label, uh, something called Hemsdale. And they yeah. did like uh, time bandits and shit like that. So yeah. A, recently, a documentary about it. It's supposed to be interesting. I mean, <clears throat> one thing I can tell you, and I don't know if it's interesting, is um, the Beatles did "Let It Be" at Twickham Studios. And we saw that uh, gangster movie when they're all kids. That was done at Twickham Studios. Oh, Bugsy Clunk. Yeah, right. And parts of uh, this were shot in Twickham. Is that interesting? Huh. That's uh, interesting. It's like the, the Georgia of its day. So now they're like, what the bleating hell happened to your hat? Because oh, he's he trying to get the red out. You're not a redhead. You don't smell like gasoline anymore. What's up? Yeah. He goes, this is my natural hair. I'm trying to rework my image as a juggler. Now, Mike, if you saw a guy with painted hair, you would, right. you would think that's his natural color. It's ridiculous. I would kind of, even in the 60s, say that, that looks like red paint. Right. I mean, even in the 60s, I would probably guess it. Now, Anita replaced a pregnant Marianne Faithful. Now, you heard of Marianne Faithful? Yes, I have, Carl. Just because I listened to Devo and 80s stuff doesn't mean I, I'm not familiar with <laughs> Don't insult me. Don't condescend me. Don't you condescend me. Well, uh, she was a big star in England, and she was Mick Jagger's girlfriend. He, they did a song that they wrote. She did a song they wrote called As Time Goes By, which maybe isn't the greatest song, but, you know, when it's playing, you like it, you know. And uh, she was a big part of, remember I said Anita was not the only Stone's muse. Marianne Faithful was another one of them. She just was in their circle. She was, I wouldn't call it an entourage or clique because they weren't hangers on. They were contributors. You know, Anita criticized Beggar's Banquet's mix. Mick went back and remixed the whole thing because of it. They really, she was a very smart person. I know she was all up on drugs and she was, right. she was young, but she had a brain. And she, everybody who, you know, I read about her on the internet raves about how quick and sharp she was. How, let's hear her talk a little she's, bit. She's, she's no older than the Rolling Stones. I mean, no, that's right. She's <laughs> contemporary with them, she's just a bird. Like like guys do get the credits and women are just kind of no Mike don't be like that they're no, not the Rolling so Stones they are totally getting the credit I'm telling you all the things people are raving about she right. was an actress and a model and the uh, the parent of Keith Richards' children she and Marianne Faithful absolutely get credit for their contributions and being part of the Rolling Stones scene. Um, they are not marginalized because they are women. Listen, I'm trying to think of like pop culture moments with the Rolling Stones. They okay. did a movie called Cocksuckers Blues, right? But it's never released. Uh, I don't know that. It sounds familiar. 
You well, you got to see that the, the documentary of Alamont, whatever. I, I saw that. It's on the streaming services. Yeah, they hired the Hell's Angels to do security, and the Hell's Angels were being the Hell's Angels, and they killed. They killed the black man. You get to watch yeah, it. That's right. It's strange too because there's a, a really good documentary on Hulu about a uh, Harlem. Uh, music festival that happened the same year as Woodstock it mm -hmm. lasted several weeks and uh, they had the Black Panthers doing security and no one was hurt yeah mm -hmm. now okay the Black Panthers are a misunderstood group because you see them with guns they were a very uh, gosh what is the word they really uh, genuinely and authentically cared they had their integrity yeah. They, were, they started this thing called the Free Breakfast Program, and they did it in many cities. Yeah. Um, and that was, listen, you take your poor, poor black children down to this little cafeteria, and they'll feed you before you go to school so that you can have your brain on right while you're in school. Right. They did this in Watts in Chicago. They did it in Los Angeles. Um, in uh, It wasn't called Compton. It was, I forget. They did it in Harlem when Harlem wasn't Columbia University and gentrified when Harlem was the real Harlem. They did it in many places around the country. Yeah, and they, they were able to do security without killing someone. Uh, yes. From a concert. Well, I mean, the Hells Angels, there's nothing there except we like to dress up and be bikers. We like to be criminals and sell crank you know it right. wasn't like the black panthers who were born out of a real true need uh in a society uh the hell's angels were having fun and being vagabond uh that's not the word they, they weren't they, hell's angels didn't come from a good place they came from a shitty place you know have you have you seen jesus and the black messiah uh, black jesus and, uh, what was that movie the, the one with uh it's the guy won an oscar for it Oh, a movie. I thought you were asking me if I had really seen The Black Messiah. No, uh, <laughs> Black, Jesus, Judas and the Black Messiah is called. It's really okay, well done. Should I watch it? Yeah, I would absolutely recommend it. It's really I'm well done. Netflix it. Judas and the Black Messiah. If you have the HBO Max, it's an HBO Max movie. You know, I don't pay for HBO Max. I sign up for the free trial, and they're on to me. They're on to me. Oh, they're like, hey, buddy. Yeah, sorry. D don't, nice try using a different credit card. Sorry. Yeah. All right, this is the eighth day. Sorry. <laughs> That's how I saw the last uh, thing of Game of Thrones. Okay, wait. Judas and the. It was. It, it premiered uh, as a first run movie on HBO Max, and it's now on regular rotation. But it, it's excellent. Okay, I've got to come back to the film. Okay. He went up there with his cleaned up hair. And he said, I need to change my image. I need a photo to change my image. And what he's really trying to do is get that passport photo. So then they dress him up in this silly posh outfit and they take all pictures of him and stuff. And he's just playing along, trying to get to the chance of passport photo, you know? Right. Nick, remember Joey Maddox whipped him on the back? Yeah, I do. Okay, he's had these open scars that are infected all this time. Has that been a week and a half or so? And he hasn't had them attended. Mick finally saw them, and Anita's like cleaning them up with, um, uh, uh, hair, uh, what do you call that foamy stuff? Hydro. Oh, Mr. Bubbles? 
Yeah, with Mr. Bubbles, because you know that kills bacteria, just like Neosporin. And he's saying, I would like a plain photo, just a black and white photo, just of my shoulders and head. And then Mick is like, oh, you mean a passport photo? And he looks all caught, you know. <laughs> Listen to this cool bluesy thing Mick is doing. Why you gotta be so rude? Right here, right now. Now, Mick is doing something very minimalist, right? He's doing mostly singing and drum beating, but then he'll pluck out a note or a chord. I got to tell you, Mike, what's really going on is Mick Jagger was a very novice guitar player in 1968. And so he is being creative, hardly playing the guitar. Right. Does he play guitar in, as in that By the 1970s, the mid 70s, Mick Jagger was a guitarist as good as others. You know, he was. Yeah. But in 1968, no, he was their front man and singer. And he left the guitar to Brian Jones, who did it so damn well. And you know, Keith Richards can play. So I saw Keith Richards was in this Pirates of the Caribbean, and they tried to talk Mick into doing it too, but he, he turned it down because he right. thought it was silly. So I YouTubed it because I'm researching this movie, and it was a terrible scene. It was a silly, silly scene. Oh, the scene's available? Yeah, if you put in Keith Richards, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and then the name of the movie, it was like the third movie. Sure. Uh, you'll find the clip. And it doesn't... Nothing about it says, he already looks like a goddamn pirate. You know what I mean? Nothing about it says, cool, here's Keith Richards as a pirate. He already looks like a damn pirate. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course. You know, they probably were very enthusiastic. I mean, during the time of the pirates, DVD sales were, like, huge. So if you mm -hmm. had a DVD extra where you had Mick Jagger on set, you yeah. could sell a DVD off of that. Yeah. Or you would say, hours of exclusive that yeah you know i've been looking through my old dvds and they'll say we have over three hours of exclusive uh uh bonuses and it's like an hour and a half of it is a commentary track oh they count that of course yeah, they count the entire the movie. Movie as part of the bonus double the movie look at anita she is beautiful and she's so sexually suggestive did you see how she just scratched her crotch yeah but she knows the cameras on her she was a very smart person and she's really being an actress here. Okay, now when Mac, when Mick learned about the passport, he realizes this guy isn't who he pretends to be. So they slipped him magic mushrooms as they were helping him with his back being all hurt. And so now he's about to go on this big trip, man. Well, I gotta get uh, more coffee, I'll be right back. But I, I have to get more coffee. Okay, go ahead. All right, and then you get one. <laughs> so now, audience, he's just admiring, like, I've, you know, the table's pretty. I've never looked at a flame this way before. He's tripping out. He's going to buy it from Turner. Oh, there's a crack in the mirror, and it's Chaz's butt. 
Chaz's real name is Johnny. Look how they horribly taped up his uh, back. Taped a pad on it. So he's tripping right now, but it's not the most intense part. You know, it's just begun. And they're really going to learn about him now. Um, now, Anita got this role, but Mia Farrow, not only was Marianne Faithful going to have the role, but she was pregnant. They also considered Mia Farrow, who was absolutely about London at this time. She was all with the Beatles and everything. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. She was going to play the part of Lucy that was played by that French uh, actress. You're back, Mike. I can hear. You can hear me? You hear me breathing? But Tuesday Weld and Mia Farrow were somehow injured before the filming started. Uh, so so Anita just fell into this part and it was perfect. Wait, were you saying that Tuesday Weld was going to take this role or Mia yep. Farrow? Yup. Tuesday Weld was going to play Anita's part and Mia Farrow was going to be the French one. Now look, they're finding his gun and he's, because he's tripping, he's open about it. He's letting them know that he is a gangster and this has been a scam, but he's not doing it like a confession. They're they're just intuitively putting to into what's the word? Inductive. They're inductively figuring it out. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Boy, Anita changed her whole outfit now. Yes, yeah, she well, she went into mixed closet. But I mean, she's even changed her hairstyle. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe it was part of the trip. He's starting to get deep into the trip now. Look. So they, they're performers. He was performing while he was acting. He was performing when he pretended to be a juggler. Mick used to perform. And now Mick is dressed up as like a gangster guy. Oh, they're going to do a performance? They are. But the thing is, you don't see it. You see, after, after the film was shown, as you know, Warner Brothers said, fuck that. They were like, even destroy the negative. But somebody had their brain on and said, let's just try to recut this thing. Let's give it six months and come back to it. So they cut out a lot of crap, a lot of, I wouldn't call it crap. It wasn't crap. But they cut out a lot of scenes to make it shorter and to get to Mick Jagger quicker. That was a big part of the cutting. Now look how much he's tripping now. They're dressing him all up. Right. So Mick has this whole thing in which he sings a song before MTV. It was very rock video as this gangster person. Now, if you go on YouTube, you can find it. If you put in performance and you put in, um, what was it called? Mick. It's not in front of me right now. I forget what the name of the song is, but you can catch it. And it, it's not good, but it's. Now, as a music video, so. You know, you had mentioned that the Stones kind of kiboshed doing the soundtrack because yeah. of, uh, did Mick did. did like Mick contribute to the soundtrack at least? Yes. Well, he's singing that song, and that song appears on the soundtrack. Um, 
Mick did contribute. I don't know the full story, but I know that the Stones, at least, uh, you know, bass and drums, were playing back up to Roy, Roy Cooter. And right. that um, lots of slide guitars on it and Mick is on it. It was really Keith who said, screw this. That's my girlfriend. You just can't bang my girlfriend. Listen, you can bang anybody in the world. All the birds want you. Why are you banging my girl? Why does, why does Keith Richards sound a lot like Owen Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of blame to go around. There's other women. Hey, why do you got to bang my girl? <laughs> there you go. British Howard Wilson. Now, During the filming, uh, Donald Kamel allegedly encouraged the cast to take drugs and mingle sexually to get them into the mood and atmosphere. But why did he need to do that? Okay, now uh, Anita is sort of half teasing him that, like, about being, he's like uh, being homophobic. I feel like a man all the time. You're like a girl with your tits. <laughs> He's going to freak. I got to read up about this. The history sounds really interesting. Though. Yeah. And I should check out that other guy's movies, like see what else he did. Not well, I've got a lot of them in my Netflix queue now. And oh, you do? Yes, I did. And he goes on. He's not really the director here, but he's got his toe half in the water, dipped in the water, you know. He will, after this film, become a director, as you and I know. Yeah. Look, what now he's going to get homophobic. All right, there's his tits on him. Got tits on the brain. Yeah, there's a, oh, there isn't a crack in that. Here, there. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to return this nip mirror. There's a nipple in it. If I went to the shop and said this mirror's got a crack, well, then I got a fighting chance. But oh, if I say good. there's a nipple in this mirror, why is the one with my return it? Yeah, that doesn't work. The crack in the mirror works. There's Jeez. a crack in the bed. You see that? Yeah, well, holy shit. Okay, now the French girl will be the one to sleep with Chaz. I guess not yet. That's still Anita. Boy, they're just fucking with him, you know? He's tripping and right. trying to see who he really is, you know? We know you've been fooling us with your act. Well, with your red hair and then suddenly your red hair disappears. Yeah. Your clothes smell better. I, I, don't, I don't understand. What are you and doing? And you want a passport. <laughs> and you had so much money to throw at us. You see, he went there for 41 quid and they said well then there's this charge that charge in a month's rent and blah 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 and he ended up giving him 137 quid he's never met a hippie before no no this is that's right now look he's violent it's all part of the trip though Oh, now he's learning about how Mick is no longer a performer because he lost his demon. My mojo, my libido. Right. 
Look at him with his makeup on his eye eyeliner makeup. Okay, Mick Jagger act. Uh, I'm Mick Jagger and I lost my mojo. No one's gonna believe it. <laughs> He's overhearing them. He's got a recording studio and apparently there's a mic in the room and he can hear himself being talked about. That's what's going on there. This wig will remain on him for the rest of the film and it will get really fucked up looking. All right, looking forward to it. Mick Jagger, what do you think of the Ruddles? Oh, the Ruddles, they uh, were our main competition during the 1960s. <laughs> and got great, 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 great parody. Great job. Good job. Thanks for being in the film. The, the Ruddles ripped off the monkeys. The Ruddles ripped off the monkeys. Thank oh, that's you for hilarious. Being in the film. Tripping, tripping, tripping. Okay, and that's cut. Eric Idle, uh, let's get more of Lord Michael's friends in front of the camera. Hi, I'm Dan Ackwood. I'm a big fan of the Ruddles. <laughs> that's right that's right you watch the ruddles like you you hear the ruddles and like you know when you're a kid you become a beatles fan and then you say oh my god they made fun of the beatles and you get into the ruddles and you're like oh yeah. your mother should go should go that's ouch. you're breaking my heart ouch your <laughs> heart ouch 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 look at genius and then Trading they made that terrible really video uh documentary that was done by a Monty Python guy. It was Eric Idle. Ah, yes, 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 yes. And he, uh, he I've got a, uh, the name is right in front of me, of course, but the Bonzo Duda dog man, I think, was worked with him. I for, I did see the Ruddles. I remember it in detail, but I don't know that I. Not very. I'd have to see it again. Now, look, he doesn't have a lightsaber, he has a fluorescent light. But the, I don't understand how it's being lit. Now, with a fluorescent light bulb, you can be touching some electricity and touch the uh, prongs to it, and it illuminates. Maybe that's what's going on. Well, I, I remember there was some tubes with batteries in it. Oh, that, so maybe it's just... Like a, like... You hear how Rolling Stones it sounds? Yeah. Oh, man. I guess you really have to be a fan of his. No, it's plugged in, that, that, that fight. He's plugged in. Okay. He's so bizarre-looking, Mick Jagger, you know? His eyes look far away and distant and lost. His lips don't work for his face. He's so weird. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people who have talent who have looks, and there's people who have looks who just get, get what they Yes, mean. right. So now he's saying, you forgot to call your friend. The lie was he had to call his agent and give him a publicity photo, which was really the passport. Go to which prison. is the passport so he can get out of town. Right. So he's saying, you forgot to call your agent. And when he calls, he really calls his relative. As you know, we've seen the relative throughout the film. He's going to help him out with his passport. But the mobsters put two and two together and they got to the relative. Oh. So here he's calling him. You hear that stereotypical phone ring of England. Boop, boop. <laughs> boop, boop. Well, he's doing the comedy phone, you know, back before <laughs> phone. With his hand. And you're on the phone and you're like holding the phone like this. 
First time I ever heard that was Pink Floyd. Oh, right. So every time I hear the English ring, I, I expect to hear, hello, this is the United States calling. Are we reaching? This is Pink. This is Floyd. So that was the only joke of the film. He goes, I've got a passport photo right here. And then you take a look at it and it's him looking stupid in the wig. <laughs> I've oh, changed me look. <laughs> so this movie has a sense of humor. No, that's the only joke. That's the only joke. Okay, <laughs> for a lark. Right. See, the gangsters are in the room with the husband and wife relative. Uh, that's kind of ominous. Yeah. I like the, the, the camel on top of her uh, nightstand. That's because it was Donald Camel, the director. Oh, a lot of history. This is shot right now in Twickham Studios. This little apartment they're in, their bedroom. Gotcha. With the members only jackets. <laughs> no, there is no such thing. Look at that guy. That's total members only. Then members only ripped them off. Yeah, you see how it has those little buttony clips you don't yeah. need on the shoulders for what? And then Sears ripped off that guy's jacket. <laughs> Look at that. Got a <laughs> Loud and proud I am. You might see this. Uh oh. Oh. Just need camels. Yeah, there's uh, the, the Egypt. So, uh, it's not interesting what's happening on screen. Maybe I'll tell you some more. Oh, he's doing film on film, where you see uh, a film about it's film. It's not a about film, though. It's 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 in three D, right? Those right, because of two. Yeah, uh, your eyes are okay. Sandy Liberson was the producer, so it was Sandy, Donald, and Nick Roig. So we go. He's talking here. There was a real closeness between Nick Donald and myself. I didn't realize at the time, but Donald was depressive. He would have bouts of really deep depression. Nick understood the process of filmmaking and the industry. He was part of it. Donald was always an outsider, and that made it hard for him. By the way, Donald Kamel would go on to kill himself. It would be 1996. He was a very troubled person who did great work despite all of his issues and problems. He was a painter, which makes right. sense, right? He was a writer, and he was then to become a director and... I just praise him for living with his demons and still being productive, even though he was another person would be a basket case. Yeah, and unfortunately, I guess it's not like the demons took over. Yeah, yeah, but it took a lot of years. It took a lot of years. Um, okay, so Sandy's also, the producer's also saying, uh, I knew before I saw Mick on screen that it would work, but once I saw him in character, it really became clear it was going to be exciting and interesting to have him. Okay, we were a bit nervous because he was surrounded by people telling him, why do you want to be a movie actor? And why do you want to work in a film with a novice director? We worried that he might have second thoughts. He wasn't due on set for a few weeks, so we got him to come down early anyway and filmed him for a day, spray painting a wall and various bits and bobs. That way he could see how good he looked on camera. And 
it kind of committed him emotionally and intellectually to the film. And Sandy admits here, he goes, it was a deliberate ploy. Ah. They didn't want to lose their star before they even started filming. No, and it makes perfect sense. And then, obviously they reused some of that footage, but uh, to have Mick Jagger look at himself is a great way of getting him involved. Sandy reports there was another 15 minutes of interesting material, but we had to cut it at the insistence of Warner Brothers to get Mick on the screen earlier. It all got lost. Yeah. You know, it's funny, uh, speaking of HBO Max, I did watch the, the Space Jam movie, and uh, part of the criticism is that in the, the final Space Jam bout, the audience, the AI creates, uh, pulls characters from Warner Brothers movies. Uh -huh. So for a kids film, you have like Ken Russell's The Nuns show up, which is a film they won't show in England, in America. Uh, -huh. uh there's Pennywise, there's uh, The Basque shows up, but there's like all, uh, the Droogs show up. So I'm sure that if they can get like Mick Jagger in there, he would be in there. Uh, I gotcha. So it doesn't matter about like, you know, it has this controversy and this film took two years to get released and re-edited. Right, redone. And they can use it for whatever they want. Right, absolutely. They can intercut it to other stuff, no problem. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like if they wanted to, this would be in Space Jam. Okay, I said he would have the wig on the whole time, but apparently he was just in bed with the French girl with it off, so I apologize. Now look, she goes, look, I'm out of shampoo. Oh, no, she's French. She doesn't say it. She doesn't speak that no. way. She goes, I am out of shampoo. Go downstairs and fetch it for me. I've got to go to. I've got to go to. He goes, she goes, oh, merde, which is the only thing you tell a French person to say, because it's the only right. word you know. Shampoo, fetch it for me. Oh, I'm doing English again. I am out of shampoo, monsieur. <laughs> There's your French. Now, look at how Chaz has changed. He was the gangster, and now he's a freak, man. So who should he find? The gangsters, his old boys. Hello, Chaz. They look at him and they don't comment. Yeah, everyone's had an acid bender, you know? Yeah. Uh, Some this of is these like, guys are real gangsters, by the way. It seems like Monday morning. Wait, what? Work? Yeah. Yeah, it's time for work. What? I just dressed up. Yeah, I'm just playing dress up. No, it's not. the. It's the weekend. You're coming to see me on the weekend when I'm up. Weekend Warrior Freak. Yeah, Weekend Warrior. So he says, give me a minute to do what I got to do, or we're going to have a fight. We're going to have a gun battle. So he goes, oh, we've got a minute, Chaz, no problem. <laughs> well, I tell you, this movie is definitely one of our better films, because I this is the first time I'm looking at the time. We only have like six minutes left. Yeah. So this battle got to go. That's impressive, man. I got to give it up high marks for this movie. It's a good film. It really is. And with today's standards, it doesn't seem so debauched. But if you were in 1968, you know, yeah. what are these kids doing? They're going to ruin the country. Those are real gangsters, real thugs from London. Yes. I. So you said, well, I always, I asked the, the theater goer, the theater manager, I said, 
there's no real thugs on it. I'm out of here. <laughs> I know I said it many times, but I had the opportunity to point at two dudes and say, those guys. Yeah, but it's like, is the guy who bit the finger off? He looks like a, like you could hug him, like a Care Bear. Well, that guy plays Mr. Flowers and the boss of everything. And he was an actor. He really was an actor. He wasn't a gangster. He was just a, a, a hooligan. He uh, fought and he bit a guy's finger off and he did drugs and he was just he was he was like a patron of the mob, not the mob. Gotcha. Okay, the thing that Chaz had to come upstairs and do was kill Mick Jagger. Wait, why? I don't know. I've seen this film maybe four or five times, and I'm thinking that it could be that Chaz is the demon, demon that left Mick and I mean as a as a uh not a simile as a as a so he uh, he's the demon that left Mick and now he's going to he comes back to I don't know shut him down I don't understand why he does it but he does it is it an allegory Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Stop keeping us in suspense, film. Is he or won't he? No, they use the music to build up the tension. Whoa, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Carl, don't don't tell me that wasn't cool. We watch the bullet goes into his brain and then we see another image. We, now look, one of this, apparently, this is backwards. You see them walking to the car? I don't know why, but they're walking backwards and, and showing the film backwards. Why? This scene right here? Yeah. You can't tell. Oh, gross. Yeah. Now... Anita's just being cool. He's going to start checking stuff out for no real reason. The movie's over now. The guy's been shot, so I don't know why we have this scene at all. The Chaz hasn't been shot, right? Just Mick? Mick has been shot. Chaz knows he's going to die. There's Mick in the uh, shot. How did he get into the closet? I don't know. How long of a show do we have? Oh, it's mini me again. This was shot. You see the guy going backwards, the little kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? And I also don't understand why this guy's checking out the place where Chaz hid out. Like it's over. They got Chaz. He's going to the car with them. This music's pretty cool. Here, Chaz approaches the car, and Mr. Yeah. Flowers is right there. And that was the first person shot. We got to see it through Chaz's eyes. Yes. Oh, it's the role, it's the Black Rolls Royce from the beginning of the movie. No. This is the bad guy's Rolls Royce. They fucked up one of the people they wanted to extort. Oh. And now he goes back to Gangsterland, or they shoot him? Yeah. He goes back to Gangsterland, and I guess he's going to be shot. Yeah. I guess he's going to be killed. I really don't know. We don't know. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that has been our movie performance from Nicholas Rolag uh, from back in 1970. Uh, 1970. Carl, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I really liked this movie. I, I thought it was very good. There was some stuff about it I thought was sloppy, but it was their first time ever. I just spoke about, they, they did a few mistakes in the beginning and here way in the end. They did some right. mistakes, but so what? It was great. And like, uh, it was also of the times, you know, and it was good to see Mick um, doing a role and, my research of this film like taught me all about Anita and how deeply she was involved. Yeah, right. In everything they did, and they were the ones seeking her out. She wasn't a hanger-on. I like this film. I liked it a lot, and I would recommend it to people, even not listening to our commentary. Yeah, this definitely seems like a movie that I'm going to rewatch uh, without listening to our show. God forbid, but uh, yeah. I definitely want to rewatch it. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and again. A testament to this movie. When I finally looked at the time, it had five minutes left. That's the yeah. greatest you can get. Clap, 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 clap. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Nicholas Roag's uh, performance from 1970 with Mick Jagger and a bunch of British people. We this is the second <laughs> Nicholas Roag movie, Rogue movie we've seen. We've been watching a lot of highfalutin films, Carl. So I have to stop this. Next week, uh, we are going back into the swell of things with uh, a 1985 movie called Stitches. Stitches. Like, you know, when you get when you get hurt, you have to get stitches. You know, like, snitches get stitches. Right, right. But I mean, something about, I think I might have heard of the film Stitches. Uh, really? I think so. Uh, let's see. Is there a trailer out there? There is a trailer, but I could do a fake trailer. If there's a real trailer, let's do both. Right, we'll do the real trailer. All right. Trailer. All right. No, my feelings aren't hurt. 1985. We'll do both. We'll do both. No, once you, once you hear the first one, you realize, like, I'm just basically imitating the first one. Okay, I found it. Is it Video Detective? That is it. Yeah. Okay. I'm rewinding to 000. Well, let's encourage, since we're doing the real trailer for next week's movie, it's a movie called Stitches. Look for Stitches trailer in 1985 from Video Detective. All right, Carl. Ready? Three. Are you going to play the sound? Yeah, I got it at full okay. volume. Okay, I'm ready. Three, two, one, sigh, go. The air in these halls is thick with tradition. Welcome to the Brantford School of Medicine. Consider it a privilege to be here within these hallowed halls. Hey, where's the beef? <laughs> there it is. And 
hands, make sure the team doesn't lose his station. Oh, that guy. There's Mr. Flowers. Oh, boy, Mike. Wow. Yeah, you're right, Mike. We're right back to crap. Thanks. Oh, yeah. we just, Enough of these British art movies in the 1970s. We're not watching a good movie. So that's Stitches, 1985. Carl, the director, is Alan Smithy. Ah, that was so bad. Somebody said, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Let's put Smithy's name on it. So we'll be watching that next week. Please subscribe to our show. You'll get it right into your podcast feed. You don't have to do any effort. It's just look for L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T or make us Sunday afternoon of it. Listen to us streaming first on mutinyradio.fm. Uh, check out that's the website, too. They're doing the uh, their sixth annual comedy festival. Uh, Media Radio Festival. So get some details. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, and check out all the programming. We're a big fan of the show before us. What's really happening with Luke. Uh, but there's a lot of great shows on Sunday. And once in a while, Station Manager Pam Benjamin gets a live show going on Sunday. So you can definitely just tune in. And, More than and, once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times. And actually, I heard she does a mean barbecue over at the station. So uh, if you're in the neighborhood, why don't you go by and uh, check out some live shows. Uh, they do live shows there for Fridays, Mondays, uh, a lot of local shows. So, again, website is mutinyradio.fm for all your information. Carl, do you have a website for all your information? Yeah, it's carlsucks.com, and that is some information maybe you didn't need to know. Oh, well, you, know, you you put it out there. You could have been like, Carl's a cool dude and stuff. <laughs> That's not self-effacing, and we're supposed to be pretending that we're humble. Yeah, right. So, uh that old that old canard. We don't have to. <laughs> you know the people who are successful. You know the people who are successful. They don't. They don't self-efface. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's been a, my prep. My prep speech. I'm I'm Ted Lasso here. Uh, just believe, Carl. Okay. All right. We'll Thank see you guys you next week. Thank you very much, Mike. Thank you very much, Carl, and audience. We'll talk to you soon. Let's watch. turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie.
Out square, it's uh, yeah, it's not Tuesday again. This is uh, this is two in a row that I've done in, in the house, but uh, this one's very special, so uh, so stick around this time. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that? Vigilante man, I've been hearing his name all over the land. Yeah, this week on Bug Out Square, I'm doing. Um, I, I uh, it's, it's a it's a warm blanket kind of show. I I, I need it. I'm. Uh, it's a kind of a life uh, uh, monument, or uh, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 a new. It's a new thing. It's a new thing. And uh, change, change is hard sometimes. Sleeping just as still as a mouse. Man come along and it chased us out in the rain. Was that a vigilante man? Stormy days, we'd pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place Man come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Killed him in the river some strange man was that a vigilante man Vigilante man Why does a vigilante man Carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand Would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land
Yeah, it's Pointer Sisters. Uh, they're claiming that they can. They can get it done. And, uh, I, you know, I like the blueprint there. It's, uh, it looks good for me. Hey, it's Bughouse Square. It's uh, Mutiny Radio. It's, uh, it's not just a radio station. It's, it's so much more. It's a place where people can come and coalesce and, and share uh, common and, and, and actually in uncommon and discourse and argue. It's good. Uh, you need a good argument. And if you come to the corner of 21st and Florida in a beautiful mission where it's always flat and sometimes sunny, it's, uh, it, it, depending on when you're listening to this, it could be dark. And uh, for me, it's, it's extremely dark. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's amazing. Uh, I have to thank Pam for making that happen. Uh, I don't know how we do it. Storefront and the mission. Come on by. 21st in Florida. Yeah, so this is Bug House Square. What can I tell you about it? Um, let me just think a minute here. Well, we play a bunch of records, do interviews on occasion. Um, people send us music that they make in their homes. Uh, we do that. Uh, I've got maybe three or f- at least three people who have sent stuff in for today. So I don't want to uh, jabber on too much. Uh, there's all kinds of shit. And I don't know. You know, I don't want to like turn this into a uh, like hyper-political kind of thing. Occasionally it, it veers into that, <laughs> into that direction. But uh, right now it, it's, it, it's all right. So I'm, but what I'm dealing with now is uh, I've got uh, my kid is going away to school and uh, it's leaving the house. So it's, it's really, a, it's a pretty heavy thing for me. Uh, um, being part of his life and uh, 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 a significant part of his life. And, uh, you know, been there, been there from the, from the get man, from the jump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a blast, man. It was a blast. And it's it, it it's like holy crap, you know. It's uh, I don't want to look at it in the past tense. In a way, it is, you know. It's it's a it's an end of a chapter, the beginning of a new one. It's kind of what you do to uh, to prepare your offspring for the for the world, right? And uh, <laughs> shit, that scares me because I don't know what the fuck's going on, you know. And I, I hope. You know, his mom's pretty together, and, uh, you know, I gave him some my good Catholic. <laughs> uh, no, I tried to, like, I, I tried to, like, cherry pick uh, off that one. But anyway, uh, let me grab these records, and, uh, oh, uh, hold on. So we had, uh, what did we finish with there? Um... Of course, the Pointer Sisters. Yes, we can. Before that was Thunderclap Newman. Yeah, dropping it on the floor. Um, something in the air that was uh, Sly and the Family Stone, uh, Want to Take You Higher. That's a good one. Del Fuegos, we did uh, You Treat Me Like a Back Seat Nothing. Uh, Frank Zappa from the Zoodalures record, we did Black Napkins. 
Uh, just phenomenal uh, Zappa on that one. Temptations. Um, yeah, ball of confusion, balls of confusion, whatever it is, it's it's confusing, but it that's a that's a good record. Uh, Little Feet from the Waiting uh, for Columbus, probably one of the uh, greatest live uh, recorded records. Did Spanish Moon. Uh, that's great. Uh, Talking Heads from the Remain in Light record. We did Cross-Eyed and Painless. Um, I don't know. That's I, I just love that song. And uh, Gil Scott Heron from the uh, Brian Jackson from South Africa to South Carolina. We did Johannesburg. Before that, Spirit. We did uh, uh, we did no, Life. Life has just begun. It is. It has just begun, man. It's like, boom, you move on to a new life. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Beach Boys. From the Pet Sounds, we did, uh, I'm, um, maybe I just uh, uh, wasn't made for these times. Uh, we all feel like that sometimes. I don't know. These times, that's that's a good uh, the Beatles from uh, the Abbey Road, we did uh, She's So I Want You, She's So Heavy. I do, and you are. And uh, we opened up with The Brides of Funkenstein. Natty. That's a good song. That's just, I love that. That's just like a happy fucking song. Uh, segment we hear, uh, we do hear is called Rise in the Basement because it's no lie. In the basement, we're miles apart. No surprise, gonna rise from the basement. And what it is, it's it's home, it's home record. It's any style, any genre. Just has to be recorded where you live, where you sleep, that sort of thing. So people send us links um, to their thing. So I've I've already talked my I have um I have multiple devices going on. Um, Secret coach. Shush. Okay, came up. All right. Um, I'm gonna pull this up here. So this is, um, thank you. No, here we go. This is Sam. I hope, uh, I hope it's okay. Uh, oh, oh, shit. It's all Spotify. God dang it. Uh, oh, oh man, all this beautiful stuff. I just, I can't do Spotify. We're, we're, um, there's a, there's a conflict. <laughs> There's a conflict there. So we're going to Rose. Um, this is Rose SF. Uh, check it out. We're from the city. I'll record it at home. So I'm going to the band camp. And uh, let's see, I got that plugged in. This is called, this is Rose. Uh, the record's called, uh, the song's called Summer Smash. I like it already. Um, hold on. I got to turn that to that. All right, let's hope this works. I'm touching the play button. Circulars of dots are circulating. Another song I 